This is a Four Sevens Network podcast. Foursevens.com. The Sniffer. Nora, darling. Yes. You're a tad tardy tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm a tad like tardy. A half hour. No, 45 minutes. And I live downtown. And I start thinking something's happened to Guilty Nora. with an explanation. You want to know what happened? I do. So uh, I was coming up your driveway of the building, and this guy who was leaving. A crackhead? Well, this, see, I remember all the things that you said about all the security problems in your building. It's this guy that was leaving as I was coming in the driveway, and when he saw me, he turned around and came in to the entranceway with me. A predator. And he pressed the buttons really quickly, and it just came beep, beep, beep for this person to buzz him in. And then he's like waiting for me to get buzzed in. And he's standing right at the door, right? And like with his hand on the door. And something about it just, because you talk so much about security stuff, I thought, this is very fishy. So I just kind of went sort of under my breath. Oh, I forgot something. (laughs) (laughs) You ran away. like Agent 99. Well, I didn't want to leave him in, let him in, but I didn't want to confront him also. So that's actually very smart. I walked down to the corner, right? And then I doubled back like they do in the movies. And I came back and (laughs) and there was nobody in the uh, entranceway. And so I started to enter your code, but then there was somebody going in who was holding the door open for me, fine security. So I, then I come up to your apartment and I ring the bell and this man comes to the door and like the apartment looks completely different on the inside. And I said, oh, I'm in the wrong, totally on the wrong floor. Were you in the wrong building? <laughs> in the wrong building. But then, but it took me like, I was at your apartment number and then I thought, okay, well, I've got the wrong Floor. And so I did, did, was the Germans floor. that are in the tent? Was it one of the German men? I don't know. He was very nice. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's embarrassing. That's weird, isn't it? It Once. was really. It was like that movie. What is it? Is it Dark City or the Thirteenth Floor, where there's a whole other like dimension to reality? It was very weird. Yeah. So oh. that's why I'm late. And I had to walk here because I watched An Inconvenient Truth since I saw you last, and it really freaked me out. I mean, it was nothing that I didn't know before in terms of the general picture of it. But seeing it laid out in this somewhat unrelenting kind of way and seeing the photographic evidence of retreating glaciers and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I realized, you know, I mean, I talk a good game, but I've taken an airplane quite a bit this year. I've like erased any good footprint things that I've done. Is that because of the jet fuel? Yeah, you're taking the airplane is like a really bad I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I bet Al Gore takes airplanes. Well, that's the thing that I went to. Have you seen An Inconvenient Truth? No, but I saw Borat. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, my God. I felt. I laughed so hard, and then afterwards I felt so bad. Dirty. 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 Bad Kathy. <laughs> bad Kathy. You learned all those lessons. You're not supposed to laugh at those people. <laughs> no, but that's when you fall back on your um, overeducated English degree thing, and you say, well, it's a satirical, postmodern look at... Uh, that's true. But yeah, so listen, we have a bunch of super snappies. Mm-hmm. What so, do you have to say? Well, I have one that I'm going to spring on you. It's something I just discovered. I know you don't like this. Oh, I know, but it's really funny. It's just I just found it on Gizmag about 10 minutes ago. Uh, it's a company. Well, actually, it's an institute. The German Institute for Condom Consultancy has just <laughs> developed yeah. the spray-on condom. 
You take your dick, boys. You stick it in a can. And in a can. In a can. You stick your dick in a can, and it goes, and it sprays latex all over it, and it adheres immediately to the penis, and then you can do a little bit of the old in, out, in, out. And it's in testing right now, and they're looking well, for... what's the advantage of that, though? It doesn't slide off. Oh, uh-huh. That's the number one thing. And actually, and where it's coming from, you know, they've got an awful lot of this spray-on bandages now. Yeah. You, know, you see spray-on cast. They thought, well, why not a spray-on condom? But can you see kind of... What like, if you don't do it right? Like, you'd have to be pretty careful that you... I know. Like, what if it viced on or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Would you use a spray-on condom? Like, it's not like a spray can that you're just sort of spraying on yourself no that's what i thought at first no it's like a can you literally you put it over (laughs) your dick the gesture she's doing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how you get it off that's the only thing they didn't say it i was just thinking now okay so what's your snappy that's pretty what can top that that's uh, not much oh actually i do i have it uh, something that maybe can top that kinetic sculpture have you heard of this Actually, you sent me the site that was so neat. It is very neat. I mean, kinetic sculpture just means a moving sculpture. And, of course, there are lots of different kinds of things that can do this. But there was footage that I saw that's up at YouTube of you should sculpture go. by the Dutch sculptor Theo Jensen. And <laughs> what he does is he builds these incredibly lightweight things that are a cross between a creature and a vehicle they look almost, almost like, like a sand craft you know those sailboats that you can ride yeah. on the sand and they're very lightweight and they're entirely powered by wind so he creates these things and they move around the beach in this case because that's where it where it is i can't really do it justice but i i'm going to post the link at yeah. uh, our blog for sevens.com slash the sniffer and uh, you should check it out it really is both beautiful and kind of uncanny too you know what it looked like it looked like up at the farm, we get these giant centipedes in the tub. And it yes. looked like that. They're kind of like that. But yeah, but this one is bigger than our centipedes. You know, our centipedes are quite large. <laughs> yeah, these are very large. Yeah, part of the amazing thing is that they, it's they like a dinosaur. move so delicately that yeah. you can't believe how large they are to be moving in that way. But the other th- point that's interesting about it is that uh, this video has been sort of making the rounds, and it was used in an ad for a BMW commercial as a way of relating to sort of the the intersection point between art and engineering. Nice little tie into the BMW car. But yeah. I thought, wouldn't it be fabulous if television ads featured visual art more? The way that they started that featuring and promoting, you know, pop music that doesn't otherwise get played. Yeah. No, cool. that would be very cool. And, oh, and actually, I have something else, too, that you, I can't remember who brought it up, you or me. I think maybe it was you. That, it, was, it was you. If uh, it was a good story, it was me. Nora? <laughs> okay, did you, who found the $100 laptop story last year? I was did. You? Yes. <laughs> I did. Of course, I did. Keeps popping up in the news time yeah. and time again. And now they're back, okay, and it's no longer the $100 laptop. They're saying it's more the $150 laptop, but it is getting even closer and closer to launch date. But the one thing that's um, coming out of it that I thought was kind of interesting is, is that they've got Bill Gates, who is, he's against this idea because he thinks that people, and you know, he's a great philanthropist, but he said, these people in these emerging countries, they don't need the toys that we have. Give them some, give them food, give mm-hmm. them basic education. But Nicholas Negroponte said, you know, come on. He said it would be like, well, there was a great quote. What was it? Oh, you know, it would be like um, Columbus worrying about the boat and not about where he was going. 
Mm. You know, and it's sort of like, let's think about it. I think it would be great for the kids to have access to that because a lot of it would be about them actually learning how to use these machines themselves. And they don't come with any hard drive. So everything's connected to Wi-Fi on a mesh system mm -hmm. down in the villages, and it's crank-operated, so you won't... Uh, actually, it's not crank-operated. It's foot-pedaled operated, so you won't need to worry about power. But it's up to them to teach themselves. And it sounds like what they would be tapping into is much more like social media, like learning from the web as opposed to, you know, doing spreadsheets. Yeah, you know what I think is interesting and, and actually telling about this whole thing is that we don't actually really get to hear from educators and policy people in less developed countries about what would actually what they actually think would work is because how the hell do I know what would work right I don't know this is a typical yeah. first world approach right we actually yeah. know what's what's best in that sense but but one of the points about the the whole education thing right is that there has to be the opportunity for kids to stay in school which is a huge part of the equation yeah. but I think that it I, I I do like the idea of it using um, open source applications and the idea that you know, it's a chance for the kids growing up now to develop their own educational skills around programming and hacks and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I think it's a good thing. But you know what I predict? I predict that that little $150 laptop is going to become a must-have thing in the West. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. But, you know, that would be kind of cool. You could make it, you could do that, and maybe you could make it so if you buy one of those things, then a percentage of the proceeds would go to fund it for people who couldn't otherwise Maybe if you paid 350 for it, then 150 would go to buy somebody mm. else one. That would really yeah. make it. It's part of that whole philanthropy chic thing you were talking about. Exactamundo, darling. Mm. Now, is that it for our, all of our super snappies? That's it. That was a lot of stories. I know. What is it, 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye.